0: You're tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. Let's hear what's happening in the life of our church. Welcome to Revival Recap. I'm Seth Dahl here with Eddie Tate, who tried to preach (laughs) on Saturday night, but like the typical Eddie (sighs) preaching days, he didn't really get to his message the Holy Spirit came. Uh, that's what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, had we not been renting a building, potentially <laughs> the service would have just kept going and going and going. Yeah. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, you were just saying, like, you got up there. It was so heavy, so strong, mm-hmm. the presence of God that you said, follow your leaders. Yeah. And then you realize the leaders are all laying
1: on the ground. Yeah, there were three, I mean, Joaquin and a couple of leaders were laying on the ground and, you know, I, I got up on stage and I knew it was heavy. Should but then, we have them lay on all the ground? Of, while, ooh, <laughs> I might want to lay on the ground. Okay. Um, I got up there and I'm like, oh, wow. It's it. And then it was like, whoa, wait, it, it's actually tangible on stage. I felt like I wasn't alone. Wow. Like It felt like well, somebody's standing right here with me. And I look down, I'm like, oh, you guys should follow your leaders. And you know, sometimes when you make a statement, you feel the weight of God's pleasure behind the statement. It was like, oh, no, you really need to. Like, if you're able... And I'll be honest, I expected 30, 40 people cuz that's that's the normal response is the people that are like, I'm just going to do whatever it takes. I'm going for it. I'm going to do the weird and wonderful. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. we ask you to do symbolic things that are just a little funny. Yeah. And I expected acts. that, but it was the entire room. I mean, there were only about 8 people that didn't out of almost 300 people that didn't lay on the floor and I I felt the oh, there is a divine moment happening right now like we as a body are so hungry for what's being offered by Him that everyone replied, and it 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 made me almost take a step back in a fear of the Lord in such a a good way. Like, okay, God, you're about to do something that I need to let go again. Yeah, yeah. So, man, it happens a lot with you. It does. I made the joke even during the service. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm a good speaker because God doesn't want me to speak. He just likes to take He'd over. Rather the one. <laughs> He'd rather like, be you the know one. What? Let me have this service. Eddie, no, I got and this. and and I I will say I had thought about that, and it's I don't. It's not because it's me. No. I think there's almost been this this running joke that has some truth to it, and it's like, oh Eddie's speaking, so it's gonna be, and all of us have this. Even if we're joking about it, we have this expectation inside of us that it's like, this is going to be a different night than normal. And so we almost set our hearts for it. We almost pull it in. Which which is the invitation. You know, when you set your heart to something, even if you're doing it kind of in this, I don't know. You actually have invited that to be what's, what's happening in that moment. Yeah. And I, I think that that's kind of why it happens. I mean, from the worship team to the volunteers, they're all like, oh, you're scheduled. It's going to be a crazy <laughs> night. And it, there's so much declaration yeah. that God, you're going to take over yeah. because Eddie's scheduled. And you've
0: already decided in your heart that no matter what God wants to do, I'm surrendered to that. So I, I have no he's desire got to got an be, invitation yeah. from you. He gets invitations from them, yep. from everyone who's agreeing with,
1: with a powerful night.
0: And, yeah, and I, I have no desire
1: happens. to be known or heard. I, I, I'm, I want him to be known. I want him to be heard. So if I stand up there and all he wants me to do is sidestep so he can step forward, perfect. I'm willing to do that. <laughs>
0: I think that's a good plan. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. Okay, so one of the things that was happening there was people laughing, oh, roaring in laughter, yeah. lots of joy, lots of stuff happening, and you. We're talking about how you used to get like offended at I don't know if it was offended at Oh, I, I used laughter, to get offended. <laughs> but, like you weren't really sure about it. And then
1: you said you looked in the Bible. Yeah. And sadness wasn't a fruit of the spirit. And seriousness, seriousness? wasn't a fruit of the spirit. And I used to get I used to get confused because people were like, oh, it's joy. And it's like the definition of joy isn't the outward laughter. It's a but that is the result of joy. When you're full of joy, happiness, laughter, those things are results of yeah. joy. But joy is a standard inside of us that keeps us steadfast through all situations. And joy, most people
0: have gone, oh, brother, I got the joy of the Lord. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not sure your definition of, of joy, joy is, is actually the same. <laughs> accurate because joy looks, joy is much more happy, yes. much more... Um, full of life and excitement and smile mm-hmm. on your face because it's, 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 most Christians have defined joy to be more like peace than like right. joy. Very much like, so, yes. I have joy. Well, no, you have peace. Yeah. Joy is actually like, it actually is. Yeah. There joy is, joy is an
1: expression. Joy has an expression to it, it's an internal thing that comes only from God. It is God. God, God is joy, so that inside of us is the steadfastness, but the expression of that is happiness, is laughter, is smiling. You know what? Here's
0: what Galatians 4 says. In Galatians 4, Paul is talking about the difference between the Old Covenant and the New, new Covenant. Yep. He's talking about Hagar and Ishmael is a picture of the Old Covenant, and Sarah and Isaac is a picture of the New Covenant. So you have, you have Abraham and Sarah going, we have a promise from God. Mm-hmm. It's really huge. We're going to have a child. Oh, and then they figured out in their own ideas, like, just take Hagar have a baby with her and we'll call it God's promise, right? So they have this baby, so it's their operating, Paul actually calls it the flesh. Yeah, They, they operate in the flesh, yep. they produce God's promise in their own idea and they have Ishmael, boom. And then God goes, no, that wasn't my promise, I'm gonna give you Isaac from you, Abraham and Sarah. Then they have Isaac. Isaac in Hebrew means laughter. Yep. So the new covenant actually gives birth to laughter and because it's his name, it's his identity. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that chapter Galatians 4, it says, "Now we, brethren, as Isaac was, are children of promise." So here's what it's saying. The actual identity of a new creation is is laughter. Is laughter. Yeah. Not just not just like, "Oh brother, I feel joy." Like, no, actually laughing, laughter. actually expressing the joy of I don't have to make his promises happen in my own strength. I don't have to figure out how to make this happen. I agree with him, take his identity, Abraham and and Sarah, not Abram and Sarah, and then we produce
1: laughter out of our lives. Come on, come on. Laughter is important. It's very important. Joy is important. It's very important. It's a fruit of the Spirit. And I was so constricted because I came out of a religious background where it's like, church should be solemn and proper. We should be respectful. And it's like, all of those words I just use aren't fruits of the Spirit. None of them. No. Those are how we define our actions to feel appropriate before an all-encompassing God when actually He's a completely loving Father. I don't want my children in relationship with me wow. to be robots and wow. to be, yes, sir, I'm doing well. No, I want them to laugh. I want them to play. I want them to have fun. Without their joy, I actually feel like I'm disconnected. Joy is an invitation from the Father to be connected. Wow. Uh,
0: More. That's good. More. (laughs) (laughs) More. Wow, God does, that's really strong. (laughs) I like that, Eddie. Oh, my gosh. So then people are getting all, like, it's wild. It was a little bit wild. wild. It was wild. And you said, um, there's a lot of different encounters happening in the room. I don't want to take my eyes off him to look and see what someone else is experiencing. Yeah. And then you talked about like, hey, if this is distracting to you, heaven's probably gonna be really distracting oh, when man. you see the creatures and the eyes all around and the wings and yeah. the, and the thrones and the rainbow and the, the thunder and lightning and all mm-hmm. that stuff and like oh so what's our job in these situations? Like, okay, so you're in the service, people are laughing, people are laying down, God's moving, God's doing stuff, you're not preaching, and you're you're trying to say, Hey, focus on Jesus. Yeah, I
1: mean if you th- if you read about the king if you read about heaven. There's no picture of heaven that doesn't, it's not pretty freaky in the no, best it is, of ways. It is pretty, pretty well, that's what I mean. There's ways. nothing yeah. about it. That's not freaky. It's or just uncomfortable. It's crazy in so many ways. It's things that we, we read and kind of read, we gloss across not actually take into account. How would that experience be? Yeah. And I believe that all of those things that are going on don't draw our attention. We're aware of them, but they're not drawing our attention because his glorious nature is so encompassing that those are just the response of everything in heaven reacts to the encounter of the one who's perfect and pure. Yeah. But we get so distracted by, oh, that person over there laughed. I wonder what's going on. I don't like the way they're screaming. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, my goodness. Just Living creatures with eyes inside and out would make me very uncomfortable. Yeah. But I'm not going to be. I, I And I, I said, I'm all, I feel like this is training ground for us to be able to knock off the distractions and actually keep our eyes on him in the midst of everything. Good yeah. and bad. Right, which that's where you went.
0: Yeah. Right after, which that's where I was going to take us, was right after that, you talked about not being, you know, it's like, hey, not being distracted by the laughter, not being distracted mm-hmm. by the joy, not being distracted if you were in heaven by the four living creatures flying around. Dude, like, But then also not being distracted by the wind and the waves. Right. And, and and keeping your eyes on him. Mm-hmm. Talk, I mean, that's obviously for right now in the world. Oh my gosh. Uh, the, if there's any opportunity to be distracted and not look at Jesus, it's right now. It's right now. And so training ground, like, mm-hmm. oh, don't get distracted by the fun, the laughter, the heavenly stuff. But also don't get distracted by the right. by the crazy stuff. And I, I,
1: I honestly look at what we're going through now, it's very unique. It's, it's very intense. It's, it's not different than people did in the past. Like It's not like this is the epitome of what bad can be, and when it's done, it'll be done. This is a cycle, and it's actually pretty insignificant in so many ways. Are we supposed to attach ourselves to praying for leaders? And Yes, that's biblical, but that's not to forsake the main thing, which is keep your eyes on him. The, the, the ability to keep our eyes on him so that when the wind and the waves, when the storm, good and bad, when things are going on around us, when our attention turns to those, we actually lose sight of the only thing that can keep us steadfast, the only thing that actually matters, the only thing that has the answer to any problem we're facing and is the only place that all of the good, th- all of the good things point towards him, all of the bad things want attention from him. Yeah, the reality is exactly. that the only thing that matters is him is because it, he's the answer yeah, where you, where for every problem intention. and he's the joy of every, every promise.
0: Yeah. So practically, I think you shared something that, that was a practical way to help that, to help us stay focused on Jesus, looking mm-hmm. at Jesus. You said, your mouth has the authority to take you places. And I, I, to me, in the message, it felt like, wait a second, you were you were saying, "Hey, just ask him. Jesus, take me deeper. Take me into heaven. Take, yeah. Let me see the, the four living creatures. Let me see you. Let me look at you. I want to come deeper. I want." You were just saying, "Like, hey, your mouth is the actual key to make sure. You know. So, what do you do practically? Like, okay, then you're watching the news and it's all crazy and everything's all wild and rambunctious right now. And
1: right, oh my
0: gosh. So, what like what do you do with your mouth? How do you keep your eyes on Jesus?"
1: Um, and I dived into this a little bit with some people personally, but every one of us has an opinion. Every one of us has a thought in current climate. I mean, yeah. we're, we're wired like that. We have to have, we, we do fall into one side or one opinion. Yeah. I refuse to allow my mouth to express the extent of that because the Bible tells me to take captive the thoughts and to renew my mind. So I make sure that the things that come out of my mouth have been weighed that their weight doesn't carry more than the amount of God that I'm speaking. So I I actually don't allow myself to speak outwardly very much. It it depends on the relationship, but I protect myself and I protect my words from not being something that caused division in their nature by picking a side. Early on in this whole process of what society is going through, I felt so strongly that, you know, in Joshua, comes the angel of the army of the Lord, yeah, and the commander of the Lord. And it's that, are you for us or for... And it doesn't have to be us or enemies. It's like, are you for this thought or this thought? A dividing thought. Which one do you decide? Yeah. It's like, no. Yeah. And that's what I are felt. Are you is on like, my side? Yeah, yeah. My words have to resemble what his words were. No, I'm not going to speak to these. I come on behalf of God. I'm going to speak only the thing that makes any difference in this climate. So I, I feel like one of the things that we, as Christians and especially leaders, have to do, and if if you're a God-fearing person, you're a leader. Yeah. Because you lead the surroundings yeah. and the influence that you have. In your workplace. Your, your voice life. should be so steadfast and so steady on the one thing that matters, that when people come to draw you into one side or the other, they find you unwavering in what you're focused on because that yeah. strength is what draws them back later. Yeah.
0: So talking about all this, you, like the distractions, the attempt to pull people away, watch your mouth, watch your thoughts, you know, focus on all mm-hmm. of this stuff. You, you took it in a direction where you said, here's what I feel like the enemy's actually trying to do Yeah. with, with the distrust in leaders the distrust in government, the distrust in, in media, the distrust in all, there's all kinds of stuff going, mm-hmm. who do you actually trust? Right. W- who can be trusted? Um, I don't really, you know, some people are like, I don't really trust him. But you said, the devil's trying right now to 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 di- get us to agree with distrust. Just I want you to talk more yeah, about that. And, because I, and I, I believe like he's is,
1: actually not trying. I believe he's succeeding. Totally. In the area that society, people, have lost their ability to trust where where decisions are made, government, how we receive information, media. Mm -hmm. Those two things fundamentally are a basis of faith as well. And when we as people allow that effect to influence our relationships with each other, and especially our relationships with God, we now begin to distrust God. We lose our faith in God. And we lose our influence on being able to help people find him in the midst of the storm, in the midst of all this stuff. Because they don't trust who's making the decisions, God. They don't trust how they're getting the information, the word of God, the believers, speaking truth and love. They lose trust in that. They're like, ooh, you're saying something I don't agree with. So it's creating this divisive nature of distrust that is layered in front of all things. I'm immediately going to hear what you're saying through a filter of mm-hmm. do I agree or disagree with it? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to make judgment on that mm-hmm. immediately. And it's like, wait. And I'm going to
0: decide relationship based right. on that. Yeah. And all, one of the things you said, though, was like, and I think we need to talk about, okay, distrust media, don't agree with this, don't agree with that person, filters, don't trust leaders, all that stuff. You said... It can lead us to not trust god right like not just our pastors not just our whatever if the pastor's like i like i'm i'm on this side or the pastor like i'm on this side like well, i don't no. now it's really easy and this is in my opinion this is inner healing 101 that we we allow this type of stuff to convolute and create a filter towards god towards not god. just towards right. people i don't know if i agree with you but it actually creates a filter towards god and now you you so i think what you're saying is the enemy is attempting to take all of this and go, Yeah. don't trust God. Right. You can't trust God. You can't trust his word. You can't trust his voice. You can't trust his guidance. You can't trust anything about God because look at that person, look at that person, look at this government, look at this ministry, mm-hmm. look at this media, look at this, 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 this. And he's going, look, 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 look,
1: so that he can go, don't trust God.
0: Yeah. You can't trust him.
1: We don't even realize that the lens is being put in front of us because it's so natural in our relationships here and society, that we don't realize that when we begin to actually, okay, God, where are you? You lose sight of him because you've got this filter that's been put there. It's like, I don't trust anything right now. And once we lose our trust in God, we lose the only connection to truth, the absolute truth, and the only thing that can actually solve any of these issues that we're facing. How do you get the filter off or prevent the filter? and and i believe going even back to your words like you don't allow yourself to partner with distrust personally i have opinions about government about media i have my own opinions people don't really hear me say much about them why i guard what i'm allowing to come out and i need to make sure that i am filling myself and this is probably one of the biggest keys filling myself to where the, it, it says, the you know the outpouring in the mouth is the overflow of the heart. If I am not filling myself with trust in the only one, with faith and trust in He who is perfect and pure, if I'm not in prayer, if I'm not in worship, and especially if I'm not in the Word, the only place that I can find documented truth, I have to be there because it is never going to change and it's always going to be true. When the overflow of my mouth actually reflects who I've been spending my time with. Well, your mouth always does. Right.
0: And whatever's and, coming out of your mouth reveals who you've been connecting to and what's going on in your heart.
1: And I have seen in this season a lot of Christians using God as their weapon for their opinion. Yeah. Instead of relinquishing their opinion to stand firm in God. Yeah. And it's like God is not my weapon to use, He's my source. Can I tell you? I want to tell you a testimony. Yeah. So yesterday, I
0: had a phone call with a pastor that we we don't agree about something, mm-hmm. and and this pastor, I said I feel like something really significant is happening here. We don't agree on on something really specific, and um, so at first. He reached out to me and said i'd love to talk i said "I would love to too and we had this hour conversation, and we talked about um, here 's what i here 's what I was wrestling with mm-hmm. here 's what i was thinking here 's what i 've thought about oh we 're all thinking about the same stuff, but we 're landing in different places, but both of us are landing in places we feel like God has given said to us so i i i in our conversation, he was saying. I feel like this is what God would have me to do sort of mm-hmm. and I'm saying I felt like this is what God would have me to do and we had this whole conversation and it actually our disagreement I was so I was like the body of Christ needs what just happened right now the body I, of Christ and I needs. know where you're heading. and at, I watched yeah. I watched us what 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 wanted to destroy a potential friendship and a potential relationship actually strengthened it and I watched us M- connect over something far beyond agreement because the reality is like we don't agree with any I don't I don't agree with I, no. s- I told him I said I don't agree with my wife on everything right right because we you can't agree on if we all agreed on everything, there's no diversity. There's no, no. uniqueness. It's it's There's not no, a body.
1: It's not a body. It's it's a it's, finger. Like the whole thing is a finger. If and, we all do the same thing. And I
0: said I said look. Well, I didn't say this in the conversation, but I've been saying this. I'm like, look, lungs should not get mad at a hand no, because exactly. they're not breathing air. Exactly. What are you doing, hand? You're not breathing air. Like. Well, if the hand starts breathing air, the hand can't do what the hand's right, supposed to do. Right. And if the lung starts reaching out and grabbing stuff, the person dies because right. the lung is not breathing. Like the body actually needs to do different things, have different callings.
1: And have different- it's what creates unity. Unity is not agreement. No, we've got to break off the thought that if we don't agree, we're not unified. That's not unity. The reality that is we that are, oh. when you can take your disagreements and say. God, God, it creates this. Mm-hmm. When you say, I, I, you've created division. Yeah. Why? Because the only source of unity, perfect and pure, is removed from the situation. Yeah. Because the reality is, is I, I bet if 90% of the people out there that are disagreeing on everything right now were to were to just brush off their opinion and say, this is why I feel God has me here, just like you said, yeah. there would be this, oh, well, that makes sense. I don't have to agree with that. Yeah. But God is actually leading this, and I can see where the two yeah. differences are actually the same thing yeah. manif you know, manifesting yeah. different in people's lives. Yeah. That's so good, man. Really. I, I love it. No, I, we were in the conversation and I was like,
0: I'm so Overcome right now. Like, yeah. We had this whole talk. I said, I feel like this is important for the body of Christ. Like what just happened here? We're now, me and, me and this pastor are going to hang out. Yeah. We're going to be friends. Our relationship, the first interaction we had was on disagreement. And then we talked about it. We landed in, we still are in different places. We don't agree, but we're friends now. You'd rather we're, be connected than right. Yeah. And it's, I was, I was wrecked. Yeah. Like this so is the good. kind of stuff, but it's like this. Wait a second. When we keep our eyes on Jesus, it's like, wait, you know, Peter's the only one that got out of the boat in the storm. Yeah, Everyone man. else stayed in. There's a whole lot to that. And it's like, wait a second. It doesn't mean all 12 need to get out of the boat. Nope. It doesn't mean all 12. It's, it's like, wait, Peter got out of the boat because he's the one that said, if that's you, tell me if, if, if that's you. If, if it's you, tell come. me and I'll come. And it's like, Peter's wrestling like, who is that? Is that a ghost? Mm-hmm. Is that a ghost or is that Jesus? Because I can't tell right now if that's a ghost, if that's a bad ghost, or a good ghost. I can't tell. If that's you, tell me to come. Okay, so Peter's over here in his doubt. He gets called into something no one else is called into. They're still rowing. They're still fighting the storm. Who knows if they're even paying attention to him. They might just be paying attention, like, trying to keep going. But then you got Peter walking out on the water. Then you got Peter sinking. Then you got Jesus picking him up. Like, this is a crazy scenario. But it's like, wait, he only called one out of the boat. Yeah.
1: And the rest stayed in. And and I and I as I've given, you know, dive into that scripture, there's so many there's so many stories and perceptions of that. I love that Jesus called him out, but Peter actually asked Hold for it. it. Yeah. He and I think there's something it. significant in even what you just said. The ability to actually ask God, Are you in this? Yeah. Is this you? Offering that conversational step forward is what creates the ability to actually do what he did. Yeah, because if you, I mean,
0: yeah, we're just, now we're, now we're just talking about, (laughs) I think we're both just exploring right now. But like, yeah, Peter's the one that said, if that's really you, I want, I want to do that. Yeah. Like, I want to come out. But he invited. He invited it. And and you guys invited that conversation. And, and. In one of the accounts, the Bible even says Jesus was just gonna walk right on by. Yep. Like he, if Peter hadn't cried out, if they, if they hadn't actually addressed the situation, hey, is that you? He would have just kept going and they'd all
1: be stuck here. But Peter invited That's why something. I said there's a lot to that. Can you, I mean, taking that thought, everyone's focused on the storm. Mm-hmm. If you don't have your eyes looking for God in the midst of the storm, he will pass you by. That is a huge thing that we have to realize. So many people are focused on everything's crazy. Yeah, but God's in this. Are you looking for him? Or are you trying to navigate the storm saying, I'm doing this for God. And God's walking by going, you're missing me as I'm moving. I don't want to miss God. And the whole thing about like, hey, Peter,
0: like, hey, disciples, don't get mad at Peter for getting out of the boat. Hey, Peter. Don't get mad at, at the, the disciples, disciples for staying, staying in the boat. the boat. Like, yeah, this is why I said at the end of our conversation, I'm just going to share this and then we'll, we can move on. But, like, <laughs> I said, this is what we're seeing right now. I said, um, this is what happens when you have a pastor and an evangelist, they both think the other one refuses to live in reality. The evangelist is like, yeah, just pray for them. Just pray for them and move on. And the pastor's like, no, counsel. them." Yeah. Wait, no, no, there's a process. No, no, we need to work through this. And the manager's like, no, 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 no. We're just going to go. Similar to the apostles, the prophets, the teachers. If they're not careful, if they don't know how to honor in the (laughs) middle of disagreement, they actually limit themselves to their own experience, to their own identity. And I said, this is normal Mm -hmm. when you have... uh, a pastor and an evangelist, or a pastor and a prophet, yep. or a teacher and, a, and an apostle. They, If they aren't paying attention to this, and if they don't have honor in their hearts for who the person is, for who God says they are, for God's yep. word to their life, and honoring God in their life, then all of a sudden they think, you refuse to live in reality because you're not me. And I and this one's like, well, you refuse to live in reality because you're not me. Yeah. And it was this, our conversation wrapped up with this thing of like, Wow. We are now connected over something much stronger and much deeper. And I love the fact that you
1: still disagree. Yeah. But being right is not what's important. We're both right. Yes. 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 Come on. I love it. And honestly, I feel like the invitation of Saturday was an unusual and beautiful corporate engagement in what God's doing. That... It's almost funny, we're using the Peter oh, story no, quite yeah. a bit, but it's like, everyone got out everyone of the boat. Everyone got out of the boat. It was like, oh my <laughs> that's gosh. They learned,
0: that's because they learned from the Bible, like, dude, we want to walk on water too. Yes. Everyone's like, yes. if I see
1: him walking on the water, I'm getting out too. Yep. And We're he, all going to become a Peter. He, he allowed the wind and the waves. He can stop them. He can start. In fact, as soon as he got in the boat with Peter, the wind oh, wait, stopped. Stop. Boom. Funny thing is, is that the reality is that he calls us to. he calls us to keep our eyes on him. When we don't, the only thing that saves us is crying out to Him. Showing that He's the reason we start and He's the only thing that can help us finish. He has to be the focus. And without Him as the focus, everything else goes astray.
0: Have you read the other um, passage? So these stories, these storm stories... Mm -hmm. Are, there's a couple different ones. You know, Jesus is sleeping in the boat, and then Jesus yeah, Mark, is walking on the water. Mark, yeah. So you have these different storm scenarios, but another one of the um, accounts, I don't remember which gospel it's in, but another one of the accounts where Jesus is walking on the water, and it says not only did the storm stop, but when Jesus got into the boat, when they willingly received him into the boat, they immediately they appeared on the on, other on side. The other st- they yeah. arrived at yeah. where they were trying to get. They're only about halfway there. They, halfway they still across. have hours of rowing to go, a storm to fight. Not only is the storm done,
1: they're already where they were trying yeah. to get to. Where you're supposed to go is an immediate thing once you actually allow him to come in. Keep our eyes on Jesus. Come on. Anything else you want to say? Yes, I love Jesus. I know, me (laughs) too. I just, oh. You know, it, it is the reality of we have normal lives that we live and we do things, but we can either choose to have him be the focus of everything we do. It comes out of a place of relationship with him, or we can fit him in where we want to use him. And I, the reality is that, that one he's, more time. he Hold is not a vending machine. Can you say that one more time? He needs to be in our lives in everything, not just the areas we want to use him. And, and I, I I really, I, I see people have a vending machine relationship with Jesus. I'm going to put in something, I'm going to ask for something in return, and then I'm going to do my life. But when I need something again, I'm going to come back to my vending machine. I, I, I can't live like that. I have to live in a place where it's like, I crave, I desire God in such a way to where it's like when a moment goes by where I don't feel him or sense him, everything in me aches to be close to him again. And I had talked about that night. I just being so close to the face of God that when he exhales, I inhale. My breath is his breath. And I don't wanna, I don't wanna just look at the things that he's looking at. You know, I can read the word and see the things that are important to him. And I don't want to turn and start doing things for him. Realizing he may have turned his eyes and is looking on something else, I want to be so close to the face of God that I see everything through the reflection of His eyes, that that I am I'm intimately in front of Him. I I I, I did say this at some point in the service, but you know my best friend, you know, you're one of my best friends. If you get right up here, I'm gonna lean back. Mm-hmm. Why? It's like, hey, why why are you getting so close? Why are you in my space? But if my wife. I know that if she's coming that close, it's an invitation for a kiss. How am I approaching God in my life? When he gets close to me, do I step back like, whoa, I I can't see. I'm not comfortable with where you are. Or do I embrace the lover's kiss? When he gets close, do I think, oh, this is intimacy, an invitation for intimacy. And when he draws away, do I actually crave to follow? Because he doesn't leave us But there are moments when he kind of sits back to see, what are you
0: doing? He's leading. Yes. He's not leaving. He's leading. Yeah, when you're in a dance. When you're in a dance,
1: you're not always being pushed. You're being pulled and pushed. It's a movement with the one. Yeah. Oh, thank you, God, for what you did. (laughs) Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for who you are. Wow. Just love your presence, God. We love the truth Mm -hmm. of your word. Yeah. We love the encounters with your presence. We love the fact that you are such an adoring Father. You only have good intentions for us. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Father, just continue to pursue us. Continue to embrace us, God. Continue to show us the perfection of your love. God, help us just, help us cleanse our minds, cleanse our mouths, cleanse our hearts. Let us just be filled to overflowing with you everything about you god i pray that the desires of my heart the desires of our heart that we yearn for more of you in every way we can experience you god and that the outflow of who we are the outflow of our hearts shows the heavenlies shows the promise shows the father in such a way that Regardless of the circumstances, regardless of when they're really good or really bad, the story never changes. The focus never changes. And you're seen through every circumstance we're in. We just thank you, Father. Jesus. Man. Huh. So good, man. So good. <laughs>
0: wow. Yeah. Well, we will be back in church on Saturday. And you can join us there. You can join us on Facebook. You can join us on Instagram, YouTube, and BethelATX.com. We love you all. And, yeah, keep your eyes on Jesus. Wow.
1: Thanks for tuning in to this week's Revival Recap. For more of our podcasts
0: and other resources, visit BethelATX.com.